Ah, uh, let's play a game. Today, I guess. I don't know. How you doing? Yeah, I guess thought I was ready, but actually I'm... Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm probably going to need some filler anyway. I don't have that much to say. And what I, a lot of what I did have to say has kind of left my head. Because we're kind of late recording, everybody. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's a combination of things. We were late last month, and then uh, just life. I, uh, life. We all got the flu here shortly after the last recording, and uh, it really kicked everyone's ass, and then just a series of other mishaps and such. It's not been the greatest of uh, beginnings for 2020 for me, but, you know, it could be a lot worse, so I'm not complaining. So there, right? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Sorry. Yeah, one no, second. I just need to sit in our office kind of became our storage facility during the holidays, and I haven't really gotten in here and cleaned, up. cleaned, cleaned everything out yet. And I got a new computer now, so oh, I guess sweet. I should check out this other computer. Yeah, I've left Mac for a while. I need a computer desperately. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I needed one probably five years ago. I'm kicking oh, yeah. myself for not uh, doing this sooner, because yeah, this thing is so much faster, causes... So much less headaches than my other one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Costco. Not a bad computer. Okay. Okay. Boot this little son of a bitch up. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we're talking, though, man. I have missed this. Let me yeah, it's you. been a while. I was going to say, it's been uh-huh. almost two months since you and I actually really spoke, uh, because the uh-huh. last episode we did was that kind of split episode, which I thought turned yeah. out really good, by the by. Yeah, and, terrible. And uh, for those listening, uh, we did a thing at the end of the episode where James did some additional uh, content. I, that was last month, right? <laughs> I'm trying to I think so. Yeah, and we're calling it, uh, you're calling it Extra Life. And yeah. uh, it'll be a segment that we're going to tag. I think you've sent me two since the last time. If you want me to put both of them on this one, I can do that. If you want to just use one, that's fine as well. Just use one. Let's save Let's save these things in case we have another rainy day or right weird weird thing happen i'm gonna i'm gonna record a, maybe one a month just try whenever i inspi- i'm inspired yeah. which right now i'm not i need to uh hmm. figure out another topic so no uh, it's all it's good fun. yeah fun. yeah it's 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 fun to podcast i actually had a, a friend of mine who hasn't talked to me in 
God, I, I want to say it's at least been six, seven years, contact me today and said, uh, hey, I've got a box of video game related stuff that uh, I don't want any money for. You can have. And I was like, well, wow. sweet, that's the best ever. And uh, he said, but in exchange, can you uh, tell me a little bit about podcasting? He wants to get into podcasting. And apparently, unbeknownst to me, he's been doing uh, YouTube stuff for a number of years. And that's how he's actually making a living. So I, I kind of want to bend oh. his ear on that. You know, I'm like, dear God, yeah. man, uh, how are you making money on YouTube? Because I tried that out some years ago. And uh, those that may have seen my YouTube videos... Uh, yeah, I mean, it costs a lot more to produce than this show. This show is is negligible. I mean, you know, whatever the cost is for the servers and and stuff like that and equipment, you know, upkeep and stuff. But uh, YouTube, um, filming and stuff really costs a lot of money. And then if you get into like I had to hire a special effects guy and stuff like that, it it can really get kind of pricey. So. Yeah, I ultimately was like, oh, this isn't worth it, and uh, got into podcasting shortly thereafter, so that's why we're here. It was not worth it. Exactly. And, and that's the other thing. You know, I love this show. I love Is It Worth It. Uh, I, I came up with the name of the show on in a spur of the moment as I was recording it. I couldn't think of an actual good name to call the show, so that's where we got the name from. And, yeah, you're listening to Is It Worth It, the podcast in which I wish I would spent more time thinking of a name. Uh, I'm Blaine <laughs> J, and with me, my co-host, James Mulholland. How you doing, buddy? Hey, everybody. Glad to be back yeah no doubt so uh, i don't necessarily want to get right into it uh no. i was gonna say like today uh i did find some uh old snes games at a thrift store which is pretty sweet uh nothing of note but they were so cheap it was just like yeah i'll just buy all this they were wanted three dollars uh-huh. a piece and i got a lot of uh, not sports titles but like titles i really don't know anything about you know some disney games and uh you know stuff of that nature some some one of them's like an army type game i'd never seen before so i got to check all that out later hadn't even cleaned them up yet normally it's the first thing i do is uh scrub them down get all the stickers and ink or whatever garbage mm-hmm. on there i'm i'm real meticulous like that some collectors say they like leaving that stuff on and there's a there's a couple of things i have kept like um uh, i have a Sega CD game that has a sticker for it for a place called Mox Video Game Exchange that has been closed for like 20 years and it's like the only evidence I know of that the place ever even existed and I remember it from when I was a kid watching cartoons and so I've kept that on there just to kind of like oh yeah when I come across it but other than little minor things like that I, I get give it all that shit it just looks unsightly to me um also the wife uh I don't know if I mentioned I think I did uh, she got a position um with uh, uh Goodwill excuse me just yeah. a moment and uh, yeah she's the head manager of a store here now so uh, taking care of her own store and where is cool. it is cool where she can't like if something comes in that I want she can't just buy it on the spot she can mm-hmm. uh put it up in the store and then when she gets off of work she can either oh. purchase it or um tip me off to it you know of course i'm always at work too so that's not really yeah but, find a um, special hiding place and work somewhere <laughs> yeah well she can't really do that but uh no. she did get someone came in and brought some very nice um uh what's the word framed uh posters of video games i've got a ocarina of time poster with link oh, riding okay. the you know opponent in front of uh, the mountain there and i got yeah. one of super mario world and stuff and she picked them up for uh, next to nothing and the posters i had in my room 
were some stuff that were given to me um, by a local card shop, stuff, magic-related stuff, because that's my other big hobby is Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, these haven't been up there very long. You know, I was like, I just put these up a couple years back and then pulling them down. It was like, you know, coming 2011, and I was like, oh, God, come on. You know, have <laughs> I had these this uh-huh. long? And yeah, uh, other embarrassing things that I had on my wall. I've got a – and I still have it, and I don't know why. I've got a, um, a signed – or autographed, I guess, uh, piece that I, I don't know who it's signed by. Um, it's been on my wall for 10 years. I know it's a boxer. I'm not really like huge in the boxing world. Like I, I followed some of the bigger names back in the day and would watch some of the bigger fights, but this guy was a light middleweight champion, I think back in like the mid two thousands. And I met him, uh, briefly, you know, I waited in line because a buddy of mine wanted to get his autograph and all I can read on it is JJ. And I, I don't know who it is. I think it's JJ. It might be a GG or it could be anything really. It's in cursive. So I tried looking the guy up and everyone that I found was like, no, that's not it. No, that's not it kind of thing. So, uh, no idea, but yeah, I've got a, yeah, ran. I just got ran stuff. I got the photo you sent me to the Liliana that was signed by uh, the artist. I have that hanging Ooh. up on the wall. I did have for the longest time all the postcards that all the listeners and you had sent me over the years, and uh, it was starting to look kind of unsightly because uh, it was completely just covered in you know stuff from Bjorn and you and. Mm-hmm. Uh, some family members and such, uh, other listeners too. And sorry if I'm forgetting anyone, but, um, yeah, it was looking pretty bad. So I, I took that all down and I'm going to get a like photo album together for all that kind of stuff from now on. Cause, uh, it, it was, just, cool. yeah, it was looking kind of, but anyway, other than that, yeah, like I said, I had the death flu. Hope, uh, hope you hadn't, it nearly killed my mom. Poor girl. Mm. She came over to take care of Caroline one night. And I ended up taking care of her and then getting sick oh. myself and missing a few days of work. And it was this whole thing. And then the wife ended up missing days of work and she was worried because she had just started the new position and it was a whole thing and it sucked. And, uh, so, you know, I, I definitely had a lot of time to play this, this game that we're going to be talking about, but, um, I didn't play it nearly as much as I could have. That's part of it. Also part of it is I, I did beat the game within the last five or six years. So I didn't feel like I really had to play as much as I normally would for a game of this nature. And then I started playing the freaking Witcher and there's been no turning back. So what have you been up to, Jay? Oh gosh, not much. I returned to work, uh, January after our big winter break, which was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, got, you know, I'm starting softball. One of my last years coaching softball, I kind of fell into that. And I, I played baseball, you know, in middle school and high school. So I know a lot about baseball and softball. It's a little different, uh, but similar. So, but I'm, I got some ladies on my team and they wanted me to come back. So I'm, I'm doing that one last, one last go. Um, but I got, I was really loving December cause I was just getting home early after work. I was hanging out. I was playing this game. Um, I actually read the I, I watched the Witcher series since you had just mentioned it. Yeah. Um, fell in love with that thing immediately. I good. read the book right away, and now I'm gonna we're gonna I guess the, we're talking about maybe playing the game in our next podcast. I've already started, buddy. Um, good. I am. I'm, I'm about twenty right hours in. I I there's no twenty good. hours in. Easy. God. Yeah. Um. Well, hey, that would be a good one for. I mean, I. I'm thinking about bringing it back maybe on if it's not extra life or somewhere but i think maybe video games the movie needs a little resurgence because i watched pikachu detective oh nice, and i also yeah. watched this new doom on um 
Netflix. And then I don't know if we've ever talked about. I mean, we did talk about Castlevania already, but there's another yeah. season coming out, so that might be something else we can touch on. Plus The Witcher. So we, I right now have three or four under my belt. Right. Um, so maybe we can bring that in somewhere if we want. I'd love to. the The problem with a uh, video games movie was, uh, of course, where it was hosted. Um, yeah. Yeah. We we went over it briefly, and I, I, I felt. And even now, I don't. I feel like if I don't talk about it, it's not real. Uh, mm-hmm. But our buddy Brent uh, over at the RPG show is the one that hosted that show for us. And yeah. unfortunately, uh, he he had been hit by a, a truck in late October, mid October, and um, it was a, it was a bad deal. Um, yeah. Him and his girlfriend. Luckily, his daughter was not in the car. Uh, so I don't know. Like, I suppose we could take those episodes and host them ourselves. Um, re-up all Maybe those or something. Tack them onto this or something. But yeah, I'd yeah. I'd assume it had a different channel. We've already uh, that's fine between this show and whenever Derek and Don you know feel like they want to make their show. We're we're kind of covering this feed with enough different shows already. I feel like they've. <laughs> adding another one would probably be kind of crazy you're probably right but uh yeah it'd be great to bring that back i've I've thought about um doing all kinds of different podcasts you know everything from magic related to just life related or whatever i mean they're fun to do right but yeah but you do them enough and they they do start to feel like work sometimes like sometimes with this uh you know it's like life gets in the way and you can't really uh you know, get away to either play the game or to record sometimes like, uh, this past, um, we were going to record this past, what was it? Saturday, wasn't it? And I don't, Oh yeah. my, that's right. My wife forgot to pay my phone bill <laughs> 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 and I wake up and, and I like go to text someone or something. And it's like, uh, not available. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? What's going on? I tried to call her and it didn't go through. And then I had to drive to her work and she was like, yeah, I thought it was due next week and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right. So that's okay. That's eh, so here funny. we are. It's no big deal. Happens to all of us. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those weird things. But here we are recording now, and the game we're going to be talking about. Sorry to keep you guys all waiting. Is Dragon Warrior Five, which holds kind of a special place in my heart. I know James that uh, your first experience with Dragon Warrior is Dragon Warrior Five. That you never really got into the series before this, right? I played the first one a little bit um, on my my phone. I played this one on my phone also. It was just the easiest because I'm. You? Usually carrying a baby while I'm playing video games yeah, right now. Fine. Um, I say you. I don't. It seems like the interface would be fine with. Uh, it's a, not. It's okay. <laughs> I, believe me, there's many times where I like would try and walk into a shop and I'd be like, I, my thumb would put me out. I mean, I was just going back and forth and I'd just scream out loud. But it, it was okay. Right. I, I used. Uh, rpg classics you know to help me with the walkthrough here and there i i played the first like 10 hours without a walkthrough which is what i think you should do with this game and i will give the disclaimer if you haven't played this game and plan on playing it we're going to spoil the fuck out of it um i've only gotten to a certain point oh no well i'm going to spoil the fuck out of it james so if you don't want to listen Maybe I'll tune in. And I don't know. We'll see. Maybe not. I I, I kind of got a gist. I kind of read ahead a little bit. Did so you? I don't, I don't, I, I've gotten to the part where you get married, which I was reflecting okay. on that the other day. And I think I've. This might be the first time I've ever gotten married in a video game. Oh yeah, I can think of. I mean, there's I not a lot games. of them. I, I can remember the the opening of Vi um, for the Sega CD uh, opens with a marriage. Um, okay. I. Ugh. 
Uh, Final Fantasy II ends with Edge running. I guess, yeah, I thought of that one. <laughs> Cecil and Rosa and in a wedding. Yeah. And there must be, did Chrono Trigger? Was there a wedding in Chrono I don't Trigger? Think so. I don't maybe not. Maybe. There, maybe there was gonna be, or I don't. I don't remember all that. I mean, there was the mock yeah. wedding in uh, uh, Mario RPG, I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> Between true. what was it, Booster movie. or whatever? I can't remember. But it's true. Yeah. The, trying to marry. Yeah. All right. Maybe well, the wedding. What, so yeah. What's interesting about that in this game, like if if you haven't played a Dragon Warrior game, they're a pretty standard RPG. In fact, there's another podcast I used to listen to all the time that would always say Dragon Warrior did it first or Dragon Quest. Um, mm-hmm. It was Dragon yeah. Warrior here in the states up until Dragon War- uh, Warrior Four, and then they just it was Dragon Quest everywhere else, and then they just kind of universally switched it all to Dragon yeah. Quest. I believe the problem initially was there was a board game in the United States that was also called Dragon Quest, and there was some kind of confusion there. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and that's why they called it Dragon Warrior. But anyway, that's since, you know, that's out of the 70s, and it's since long in the past, and they went ahead and switched it. So uh, my first experience, as I talked about on the RPG show years ago at this point, which is weird to say, but yeah, I think it was about uh-huh. three years ago, was, you know, I'd played through the first one after having borrowed it from my cousin Daniel. Um he got it free through Nintendo Power, which was it was the one video game that Nintendo Power, I believe, ever sent out free. And it was because they just had a uh, cornucopia just full of these extra Dragon Warrior games because it was such a huge hit overseas. And uh-huh. they, they made that many thinking it was going to be a huge hit over here. And then it just wasn't. So they ended up just kind of giving the things away. And Interesting. They, those copies even came with uh, basically like a walkthrough that would get you through much of the game, if I remember right. Uh, it was pretty cool, and that really helped me because it was, like I said, it was my first RPG, and I loved the game almost instantly. Uh, there's a lot wrong with it, um, but it innovated. It was the first one to do a lot of things, and it only got better with each subsequent one. Some would argue that Dragon Warrior 2 isn't as good as 1. I'm I'm, I'm on board with saying that they're on par, and then 3 is really, really good, and 4 is a masterpiece, and then 5 is, in my opinion, the best of the bunch. Um, it's It plays a lot like if you've played, gosh, uh, reference some other stuff. Paladin Fantasy Quest. Star 4. Fantasy Star 4, sure. It plays a lot like that, where... Um, you you're seeing through a first person perspective in battles and it's got your standard overhead view, kind of like a breath of fire or something like that when you're walking around the maps. Um, and then like the, the battle sequences, it's not my favorite. It's not great. It works. Yeah. I like, I prefer the final fantasy two or four. Just, I mean, it's so, simple but you get to see the characters actually attacking which in in uh dragon quest 5 you actually do see a little bit more animation than you do in the other one the weapon like swipe across yeah i think think in number one you didn't see you saw literal nothing you saw the enemy the the screen would shake a bit and i as a kid i remember imagining what was happening you know it would say like the slime takes a devastating blow or whatever like that and yeah yeah which back then yeah that was i mean it, it was down. fine you know uh in japan when they originally released it the character didn't even when you turned on the overworld world map or anywhere if you were to walk to the left or right the character image on screen the sprite didn't move it didn't have oh, it would just be it was like a static paper cutout that would just move you know as Jeez. yeah and then when they brought it over to the states, they changed that amongst a few other things. But it was really this is definitely a Japanese RPG. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You got to grind a 
lot, at least. I mean, not, yeah, you don't have to grind a lot, but you get attacked a lot. You do. I mean, like, it, it's oh boy. a product of its era. You know, it, it yeah. came yeah, out. Yeah. It was supposed to come out here in, what, 93, if I remember right. It was, like, very shortly after Dragon Warrior 4, which was on the NES and toward the very end of the NES's life. This came mm-hmm. out not long after they were really churning these games out initially. And I remember, you know, not many people will because not everyone had the um, the luxury I did of having a game store locally that actually, and I'm talking, this is back in the 90s, guys, like 93, 94. I had a game store locally that you could order games through, right? And they would have, they had this big white board like you would see in like a, professor's office you know like with the dry erase and Mm -hmm. he would write the games that were coming out in the next few months and you could pre-order them which was like innovative for the time right way ahead of its time way ahead like no one thought of that and so you could give him money and then you know and i remember thinking for dragon warrior 5 that i was going to do that because it was on this board and it was like coming out spring or whatever you know he didn't have by the month like we have now but he'd have like a basic Mm -hmm. you know idea of when these things were supposed to drop and i remember there's this kid clifton and clifton was like this he was the weirdest dude man but i remember him more because he was in the same circles i was but he and i never really talked much and he dropped out of high school in the ninth grade but every time i would rent an rpg G, he would he would have a save on that RPG from what it seemed like he rented them from everywhere, you know. And oh, wow. I, I did get to talking to him at one point, and he was you know he's kind of this big dopey looking guy, but he's really actually pretty intelligent. And he said you know that he and uh, his uncle would play these RPGs together, and his uncle actually spoke Japanese, and they would get because he was stationed in Japan for a number of years and they would get uh, games from Japan sometimes and uh, play through them too. But they much preferred because, you know, English being the first language to play them in their native tongue. And he pre-ordered dragon warrior five. And I remember the disappointment that he went through when, uh, you know, Bobby Pullen, he was the owner of this place. It was called EGT, uh, erased Dragon Warrior 5 and had to refund his money because it just wasn't coming. You know, and that was, mm. and it took a good year before, like, it was like the writings on the wall. I got to give these guys their refunds kind of thing. And I remember just being devastated by that because we did get little blurbs and little, you know, we, the internet was around. I had it. Not many other people did. And you would get these little inklings as to like, this is the best Dragon Warrior yet or Dragon Quest, as it were. Uh, and the, it did, like I said, it did a lot of things. It, it was the first game, you know, everyone loves Pokemon. And a lot of people cite this as being the uh, the innovator, the the original Pokemon game, because one thing you can do in this game, and, and uh, in fact, if you don't do it, it makes the game a lot harder, is you can, quote-unquote, recruit enemies to fight with you. In fact, one is story-based. You save a saber-toothed tiger earlier in the story and then he joins you and you can have him in your party but you can also and it's not every enemy but a a, quite a bit of enemies throughout the game when you fight them you have a very small percentage some smaller than others that they will join you and fight alongside you and uh, if you don't get a heal slime or um, a healy or whatever they're called early on you're going to have a lot of trouble because those guys are a lifesaver and then there are some other ones that are just devastating later in the game that you really want to get a hold of and uh, people would spend 
you know, additional tens of hours trying to get the monster they wanted, just fighting the same area over and over and over, you know, and it was the first instance of that to really happen. And it really, it took a 20 hour game, a game you can beat in 20 hours and turned it into something that you could play almost endlessly. So right off the bat, there's that. Um, the second thing it did, which you, you mentioned, uh, briefly is you get married at one point. Yeah. The original version, you can marry two women. Yeah, this one three. Um, this one, I played three. Indeed. The, 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 for the DS release and for which apparently uh, the phone is a port of the DS release, you can marry three women. And yeah. did you read into it at all? or? No, nah, I did, but I, I don't remember. Well, it, was it affects Bianca a lot. One I, it yeah. does affect a lot. Okay, yeah. What I read was it didn't affect all. A whole heck of a lot. So tell me, how does it how does it affect? Well, it, it affects number one, uh, whoever you marry is a party member, and you know yeah, acts yeah. accordingly. Uh, one, the only one that makes any real sense is Bianca. She's your childhood friend, the blonde girl. Yeah. Uh, she's very magic oriented. Um, there's another girl. With, yeah, there's another girl with blue hair. I can't remember her name. She's more physical based, I think. And then there's uh, the third one is the pirate uh, queen or the pirate captain's daughter. That's what it is. And I married her my first playthrough when I first got the DS. And and she is also like very um, physical based or something of that nature. Now, you end up having kids with these women and you'll have the same kids, uh, I believe, mm -hmm. no matter what, a pair of twins. But your children's stats will be different and level different based on who you married. Interesting. So if you married okay. the magic user, then they'll be more magical or whatever. At least that's what okay. uh, I, I remember. I'm, I hope I'm not talking out my ass, but I'm pretty sure I'm like 96% positive that that's true. Um, Interesting. Okay. So it really does affect the gameplay throughout the game because if you want a more physical party, you're going to want to marry you know one of the other two women. I think one is more like middle of the road and then like the pirate queen. I think she's the one that's like all physical base attacks and such so interesting yeah there were three there i, I it looked like there was going to be two and then a third one just kind of popped out yeah they added that now you know I talk, yeah it makes a kind of sense but like story-wise the only sense that it makes to marry any of them is bianca i mean okay she's the one that's been with you you know, uh -huh. before all the bad shit happened because this is a really it looks like a little kid game but it's dark as fuck yeah. This game is dark. Um, yeah. Watching your father fight a battle and die was, like, painful. You, you just... Like it, it could have just been a quick animation, like the monster swipes your dad, he falls on the ground. No. But no, they make you watch a battle, and your dad just, like, sits there and talks to you, I think, or just heals, or just sits, just doesn't just do anything. A, just he takes blasted. it. And he, you're like, what the, What am I watching here? Well, he has to because he's threatening. He gets, like, the, the story just in the very beginning, just so you know, you see you're, you're, uh, you're being born and mm -hmm. your father is the king of this country. His name is, like, Pancras or something. It's very close yeah. to Pancreas. And mm -hmm. uh, you're being born. And then the next thing you know, you're waking up on a boat and you're an adolescent. You're, you know, maybe eight years old or something. And yeah. Walking around the boat. Walking around the boat. And your dad uh, says something to the effect of, oh, you had a dream that you you were a prince and I was a king? Ha ha, isn't that funny? Well, of course, he really was a king, and he's trying to hide you because you might be uh, the chosen one of prophecy or whatever. Uh, yeah. It ends up you're not. Spoilers. Again, I told you about spoilers. You're not the chosen one, but in your lineage is. So. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, there's a point, you know, he, he comes with you to a point on your little adventures and such. And, and then there's a point in the game where, uh, you get into a fight. Uh, he's taking care of this kid, Henry. I think the kid's name is, uh, Harry, Harry. I think it's Harry. And, uh, he gets hired to be like this kid's bodyguard mm-hmm. and, you end up getting in this fight with these slavers and they take Harry and they're going to like slit his throat or whatever. And to save him and you, uh, your dad, even though he easily bests these guys initially, he lets them kill him. Uh, and then you get taken into fucking slavery. Slavery. Yeah. Yeah. That Dark. Was, that's, you, you're a slave for like a, a good solid hour. It feels like, I mean, yeah. you're like in that level and pushing rocks and doing the whole it's thing. Rough. Yeah. Yeah. You got to work. You're a damn slave. You and this yeah. Harry kid, which he really needed Henry. to be. It is Henry. It's Henry. Okay. Yeah. He, he really needed to be because he's a little twat. You know, he's mm-hmm. your standard, uh, got too much young, uh, never learned uh, the meaning of work kind of thing. And it, it really helps him out. And then uh, he ends up falling in love with this chick that helps you, gosh, break free, right? Isn't that what happens? But anyway. Yeah. And he gets married. And for a minute, you think you're going to marry her. But then, no, they kind of pull that out from under you, and he ends up marrying this chick. But uh, you meet back up with, and in another strange move, they kill your dad in front of you, but they let you go with your saber-toothed tiger that you saved from, like, some child some children bullies, you know? Uh-huh. Which I thought was a weird scene, too. Because you go to this village, and there's these kids, and they're just beating the crap out of the saber-toothed tiger, and you have to, like, save it from them. Uh, even a baby saber tooth tiger as a baby, the thing is pretty tough. And it seems to me that someone would either get hurt or an adult would, you know, put a stop to it, but no one does. It has to be this, you know, again, this child to actually put a stop to it, but they let it go, kill your dad and let the saber tooth tiger go. And it meets back up with you later and joins you again. And, uh, you can name it one of like 10 or 15 different preset names. One of which is saber, which is just always what I go with. Um, Yeah, me too. And yeah, you just go on your journey. Now I don't, again, let's not spoil too much. It's a great game. Um, a couple more things to spoil, I guess. Uh, God, do you remember the name? I want, go I want you to spoil. I want you to, well, I may want you to spoil something for me. Okay. Uh, when your dad dies, he does say like, go find your mother who I believe you thought your mother was dead. Right. Uh, the entire time. Okay. So I'm guessing you're going to meet up with mom at some point. All right. Here somewhere we go. Else. Okay, <laughs> go for it. So that Bishop guy that, puts you into uh, slavery and he like kills your dad in front of you. Mm-hmm. He's a real piece of shit. Well, you, you end up fighting him and then you don't kill him, but you fight him and then you end up going back and uh, finding him later. And he actually, he is up there with like Luca blight as far as, you know, he doesn't seem it again because he's all cartoony. It's a dragon warrior game, you know, but mm-hmm. he is freaking evil, man. He has your mom. Okay. He waits for you to figure it all out. He doesn't just kill her outright. He waits for you to figure it out, find him, find her, have a brief exchange with her, and then he kills her in front of you, too. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> he's a real piece of shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. That and then the other major thing about this game uh, that I thought was brilliant was you beat the game and there's a after game which is something again it's something that's kind of common now and there were some games even back then that did it i think uh the lufias did that where you could climb the tower still after the game and stuff Mm -hmm. but uh this one you can uh recruit the guy that you thought was the bad guy who was just 
kind of under a spell. You can leave it as is and just like, hey, we won. It's the equivalent of like Final Fantasy II beating Golbez and then, you know, that'd be the game instead of like, oh, there's Zeramis. Like in this game, you can go back to the mountain where you defeated this guy and recruit him and he'll join your party and he is a complete badass. And then you can uh, have another hour or two worth of gameplay afterwards, which is just so so completely awesome, right? It's cool. Anyway, but the story... All, all the Dragon Warriors do go into each other. Um, the very first one you play is the descendant, descendant of Eldric, and you find all of his armor and stuff. And then the next uh, two or three, it's hard to remember this guy's from memory. I haven't played a lot of these in a lot of years. You actually play, like in 4, I think 4 is the one that does it. Maybe I'm wrong. But you actually play as Edric, but they don't spoil that to you immediately like you play as all these other characters and you think maybe uh, one of them is going to be like the legendary hero but you play all these different storylines and they all converge to help this boy and he grows up to be the legendary hero that's in the it's like a prequel not prequel and it's done like super well and that's kind of what this game is too there's a, a chosen one and uh this guy's going around killing all the babies and of a certain lineage and nice guy yeah, it turns out that you weren't the child, but your children, or rather their children or something, were. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's pretty convoluted, pretty cool story. Uh, absolutely one of the best games you can play for the DS. I uh, really wish it had got here, you know, at least around the time. You know, I, I'd have taken this on a PlayStation 2 when it got re-released in Japan, but they also didn't do that. Um, it, it's, it's great that it got here at all, but... Man, I would have ate this game up. It would have been one of my top five, maybe maybe ten. It may not have edged into the top five, but I think it would have. Uh, SNES RPGs for that era. It's it's incredible. It's an incredible game. Uh, I don't have a whole lot more to say about. It. You got anything else you want to add or? Oh, I'm just thinking. I think you covered all the the major key <laughs> points I wanted to talk about and right spoiled on. some of the future stuff, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. I'll get through this game eventually. I mean, I'm at like hour fifteen. I know you said it. You can beat it in um, twenty hours. I want to say I, the I, save. There's no way. Oh yeah. There is no. Oh yeah. Way. I'm like, I'm looking at this thing, and I, you're, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm like looking at this uh, the RPG classics, and I'm not even halfway through this game. And I feel like it's a, it's a, he has it broken up into, I think, like 21 chapters here. And it's about an hour. Maybe you are right then. 15, yeah, maybe shit. I mean, I I see it's like 20 to 30 hours on how long to beat. So, Mm -hmm. Um, first time through, though, you always, it always takes, oh, yeah, for sure. And I wasn't using the walkthrough at all. I was just kind of bumming around. I I used Uh, it and I started using it towards the end there. So I better get, get somewhere here before uh, we record. And I figured I'll get to the marriage and then we'll break and I'll go on from there. Right on. But yeah, Yeah. totally worth it. Uh, Unfortunately, because it is the only release in the United States, uh, it is a little pricey on the DS. I want to say it's close to $50 at this point. Um, I don't know how much it is on iOS or whatever, but I, I don't remember. It's not much. It's not. A, it's not over ten. So yeah, I wouldn't I think it. it'd be too much. Uh, maybe play it that way or find a alternate means to play it. You can certainly get a uh, carts now that have been translated. There's two separate translations, both of which I've uh, heard are very good um, fan translations that you can buy that will work on your SNES. So maybe look into that. Um, but if you do, and this is just a for a broad. Um, 
any uh, repros that you buy, please don't buy one where they uh, gut and reused an original cart. Uh, that yeah. just makes one less cart in the wild of whatever else it is. It's the reason why Stunt Race FX is worth you know ten or fifteen dollars. That is a terrible game, but people kept having to use that particular cart to make Star Fox twos. Um, mm-hmm. They can make these chips now. They can make fake carts now. It's very easy and cheap. You can buy them. Uh, it, it, just just get one that looks fake. Don't buy one that looks real. You know, get one that's a red card or a blue card or whatever. You know, and uh, it'll work just the same. Uh, I say that having I own several ones that were obviously you know made from old carts, but I bought a lot of my Harvested, repros. Yeah. I bought a lot of my repros twenty years ago, so I don't wow. feel as bad about it because back then it was very hard to manufacture these things. Now you can three D print them, so. Um, There's a lot of Game Boy Advance. Uh, oh, repro. Yeah. I mean, I, I bought a, like it was like two dollars a, a game or three. And they come from China. And it's oh yeah, but, here, but and they're really like all the shit quality. The China ones. So like, yeah, well they work. I mean the, the game works. It's fine, but yeah. Yeah, I'd watch out on those. They're made with like super inferior chips and stuff. Uh, a lot of reports. Coronavirus. Getting, no, not 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 the kung flu, but um, <laughs> a lot of. Uh, just like overheating issues and uh-huh. programming issues and stuff. You'll get to a certain point. It'll lock up, you know, stuff like that. So just watch who you're ordering the, uh, the fake game boy, especially game boy advance. They're notorious for that. Like the Pokemon games and stuff. There's whole threads where people describe like the random bullshit that happens in their Pokemon <laughs> games where all of a sudden it'll just get corrupt. And I guess they were from Etsy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's somewhat reputable. Uh, it depends on like really look into who you're ordering from. Like I ordered you a repro, for Mother 3 some two or three Christmases back and uh, got it from a relatively retro and I need to get a copy myself so we can play it for the show and I keep thinking oh I'll order one one of these and I just never do Um, speaking of which did you ever get that package from Limited Run I have not. Not yet. Yeah, I have I, not. You know, they are the slowest bastards when it comes to you order something from them, and it's just like, it'll get there, you know? And <laughs> I've ordered it'll stuff, and it's like three, four, five months later. Because I ordered that, um, I want to say the end of December, like December 27th or something like that. You know, it was a few days after Christmas. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. They've got these, uh, basically a loot box for limited run stuff. And I was like, I'll get James one of these and send it your way. And it I haven't heard it. You normally they send a confirmation before it gets there, and I haven't seen anything. So, yeah, not yet. If Look it doesn't make it, it in a few months, let me know. I'll send you something else. But <laughs> I feel bad, uh, and I, I'm yeah. really eager to see what it is you got because, like, in addition to you know, you get a random game and like a random card or whatever. But in addition, you could get like the plates they use to make the cards or the games and stuff like there's some like one of a kind stuff that you can get through those. So that that's what I thought was really cool. Um, yeah. But up next, um, because of the show spurred an interest in you and because I've been meaning to play it forever, but didn't want to lose like a full month, two months of my life. Uh, the next show we're going to be doing is going to be over the Witcher three, the wild hunt. Oh boy. It's going to be good. Let me tell you, James, I started playing it a few. I knew what to, because I listened to a, a, another podcast, watch out for fireballs. They're great. Um, mm-hmm. When they covered this game, normally at most they do two episodes for any length of game. You know, uh, th- I can't think of anything that they've done more than two or three episodes for, for the Witcher. They've got like five or six episodes. Um, and they talk more sugar about this game. They talked so much sugar about it. I thought, I thought that there was no way that this game was going to live up to the hype. I thought 
it's it's going to disappoint me because I heard so many good things. So many people would tell me, hey, have you played The Witcher 3 yet? And I'd be like, no, I haven't got to it yet. And they'd be like, oh, dude, it is so much your jam. You're going to fucking love this. You won't believe the writing in the game. And my God, it is, it's up there. It's like the magnum opus of uh, 3D Project Red. Uh, it is one of the absolute best games i've ever played and i'm only like 20 something hours in and i'm Ooh, completely I'm excited hooked. it's one of those type of games you you stop playing it when you absolutely are just about to fall asleep and then you're going to work or school or what have you and all you can do is think about getting home and playing it all right you know? i've been meaning to have one of these games good oh my god it's been a while since i felt this way about a game it would be like the last of us or like i remember as a kid it was uh, final fantasy 3 final fantasy 2 stuff like that mm-hmm. chrono trigger um it's great to have you know it's been a while like like you said but my god is this game huge don't get daunted by the amount of quests that there are uh, maybe do look at a guide or listen to a podcast or something because there are choices that you can make that will drastically change the outcome of your game. And it okay. is a 100-hour RPG, um, 70 to 100 yeah. hours. And it's then daunting. it's got DLC that is apparently amazing, um, Blood and Wine, which is supposed to be pretty damn good, and then uh, God, the other one I can't remember the name of, but there's another DLC that is according to everyone not just it's just the best it, it's better than the the actual game um so i bought both and i'm gonna get into those as well uh just a great game they a lot of people down get down on the combat uh i feel like the combat is more than adequate it's probably one of the weaker things about the game um I think it's just that when everything else is so well done people mm-hmm. look for something to complain about yeah, the combat's fine. It's not. It's no great shakes. It's not Dark Souls level of complexity or anything. But it it suffices. It's fun. I enjoyed a lot. Um, the other thing that the only thing I don't like about it so far is there's like a lot of nudity. Just like on the the show, you can do uh, sex up a lot of women and be sure you read spoilers. Uh, you know first because if you do the wrong one, you, then you can't do certain other things in the game because you'll piss a certain lady off. You know, you've got two main love interests and depending on what you do there, you can either go with one or the other or have them both pissed at you. So you really need to kind of, before you do any decisions between Yennefer and Triss, I'll just say it, uh, you need to look at which one you want to do. I'm definitely going Yennefer. That makes a lot more sense to me than Triss. Um, having read about the lore and stuff. So, whew, and then Gwent. Oh my God. A lot of people are down on Gwent. It's an in-game card game. Um, kind of like Triple Triad. Not as good as Triple Triad, but it's so much fun. I'm having a lot of fun playing fucking Gwent. Uh, I'm going to sink easy 150 hours in this game. I, I know I am. My God. I know I am. That's cool. what's sad. I, I know I'm talking a lot of sugar, but this game is so great. And I really feel like it may end up being more than one episode. So, Or, or in the very least, a two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour episode, James. I'm serious. Let's do more than one because I just ordered the game. It's not getting here till like February third or fourth. Oh uh, no! Amazon. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be late. I'll, I'll grind on it though. I promise you. I'll just... uh, you're you're gonna just be like that scene from A Clockwork Orange. You're not gonna want to leave, man. You're gonna have good. things attached to your eyes and just. It, it's good. It really is that good. It's a tremendous game. I mean, I'm looking at the cover of mine right here. It says over 250 awards. Uh, best mm-hmm. visual design, best gaming moment, best storytelling. I mean. 
it, it oh. won everything the year it came out. It, that's because it's just, it's that good. And uh, super looking forward to Cyberpunk because of it. Uh, I believe it's the same studio, CD Projekt Red, is coming up with that. So that may be another future game we're going to have to cover as well. Oh, man. But anyway, uh, let's see. You got anything else? Uh, which one of your um, uh, Extra Lives did you want me to just either one of them? Lands of Lore. Let's do that one. I okay. think I hit my stride in the third one, but let's do Lands of Lore. Keep, keep it in safe, the right order. Gotcha. All right. So stay tuned after this episode for uh, what we're calling Extra Life. It's a solo project by James where he talks about various games or game-related things. Uh, and I get a chance to do my own editing. That's the big part while I'm doing exactly. it. Exactly. So he's, like he's learning how to do his own editing and stuff, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm liking it thus far. It gives me a chance to hear something that I didn't get to hear before editing, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't have to edit any of your stuff. I just kind of snip it to the back end of what I do and it adds an extra 10 or 15 minutes to our show which is great because in instances like right now I think we're running at 44 minutes that'll put this at you know a good even hour you know and that's great so and then you know perfect so stay tuned for those uh, after the music and uh, you can catch me on twitter at retro kel that's k-h-e-l you can catch james at james milholland on twitter Uh, you can catch us both on facebook at is it worth it podcast just look that up uh we do stuff on there from time to time where we ask random questions and interact with fans and so on and so forth you can also find us in the discord of the rpg show uh we're getting new members all the time still uh it's it's weird uh because you know they haven't obviously for good reason put out a show since october um but more people are still joining and finding their show and ours and um you can find that discord link either by asking james or myself we'll send you a link or you can uh, go to the rpg show dot com or look up the rpg show podcast not the one with hair wigs but podcast and they'll have <laughs> those a link. ladies are beautiful though. they They're are beautiful nice. ladies real pretty girls that's what that stands for uh cujo mm-hmm. asked them and it's like okay you it's just the silliest but okay um so yeah uh check check them out their shows are all still up and it, all their stuff is evergreen and they did like some of the the best podcast work as far as rpg games ever on their show and hopefully uh nick did state previously that he wanted to continue it um he hasn't done anything yet and i don't blame him uh and he may not but uh we're hoping that nick comes back with maybe cujo or some of the other fans even myself and you any anything they need i'm there for Mm -hmm. you know anything nick needs you know i told my dad at all the shows whatever he needs um so hopefully they do come back but in the interim uh the discord still exists and uh, you can get into contact with him through their website as well so uh until next time what can they do keep it retro see you next time see ya This is your good buddy James, and this is Extra Life, Episode 2, Lands of Lore. This game, developed by Westwood Studios in 1993 and published by Virgin Games for the MS-DOS. At least that's where I first played it. Um, Fun fact, I did not have a computer in 1993. My parents didn't believe in them yet, so I had to play this game at my neighbor's house who were more accepting of advanced technology, I guess. Um, 
This was the first of three Lands of Lore games, and in my opinion, the best one by far. You can currently get these games on GOG, good old games, for, gosh, I think it's like $5 for the first two, an additional like two or three for the third one. But honestly, don't waste your time. Uh, get the first one. It comes bundled with the second. You can peruse the second just to see how different they are. Um, but I think the first one is by far the best. Um, a little touch on the story. Oh, well, first, a little, I'll, let me start with the gameplay just a little bit, then we'll go back. This is your typical dungeon crawler. The first game we talked about on this show was Dungeons & Dragons, Warriors of the Eternal Sun. And whenever you went inside a cave or a temple or a dungeon... It went to first-person dungeon crawler mode. This game spends its entire life in first-person dungeon crawler mode. Um, the story starts out with an evil witch, Scotia, uh, who is a shapeshifter terrorizing the kingdom. The king sends you on a mission to acquire the Ruby of Truth. Uh, I believe the Ruby of Truth will help you vanquish Scotia, you learn that the Ruby of Tooth has been stolen, so you go back to your kingdom, and Scotia's there, and there's this kind of quasi-cinematic scene of Scotia and the king confronting one another, and then she poisons the king, and the other people in the kingdom, the other characters that you've met already, decide the best way to... Well, the best thing to do at this point is to preserve the king. So they cast, they all cast this spell and they preserve the king. And your new quest becomes to find this elixir to cure the king. And you go out and you find something called the Shard of Truth. You eventually find something called the Ruby of Truth, the thing you were looking for to begin with. And those things combine to make the whole truth. I know. It's supposed to be funny, I think, but I don't think it is. But you use the whole truth to finally go to Scotia's castle, or the final dungeon, and you kill her. Um, that's the story in a nutshell. There's, of course, so much more, but there it is in whatever that was, one or two minutes. Uh, let's let's go back into gameplay now. We'll kind of shift around here. Um, the game starts out with you choosing one of four characters. You got your magic user, Axel, your fighter, Michael, uh, your she or he, I don't know, I think it's, maybe it is a guy. Uh, his name's Kieran, it's an animal creature. It's supposed to be, I think, your thief creature, your dexter- high dexterity creature. Or character, not creature. Um, And then you got your all-around guy, Conrad. Conrad's the one I think I played with the most. At least whenever I beat this game, it was always with Conrad. I think I messed around with the other three, but it always felt like I got to a certain point where I was like, I think I'm kind of over this now. I don't know how far I'm going to be able to get. Um, When you pick the three characters, it's kind of weird. There there are three different stats for each of the characters. You got might, protection, and magic. And, of course, you know, the one that's stronger in fighting would have higher might. Uh, the one that's stronger in magic would have higher magic. Uh, the thief dexterity animal Kieran character really has all three are kind of low. That's why we always never, we always kind of passed over uh, that character. Although if you select it, you kind of realize, Oh, the dexterity is higher. Um, and then you had Conrad, which is uh, kind of a mix of all three. Uh, when you play the game and you gain levels, you gain levels in, fighter rogue and magic so i always thought that was kind of weird how you chose your character 
by might, protection, and magic, but you gain levels in fighter, rogue, and magic, which, I don't know, maybe those two groups weren't talking when they were first developing the game or something, and they decided to call the attributes two different things, I guess. I don't know. Um, This game, like I said, it's your typical dungeon crawler. You are looking out of the character's eyes and around, you have like, in the screen on your you know, MS-DOS computer, uh, you had probably a third of the screen was a big box where that, that's your view screen. That's what you're looking out of. To the left of that, you had your scroll with a list of all the magic that you currently had, all listed out, things like spark, heal, freeze, fireball, lightning, hand of fate, mist of doom. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting one. Maybe that's it. Um, below that you have your directional pads. So you have, you know, go forward, turn left, turn right, strife left or strife right, or go backwards. Uh, below that you had your save, your, uh, sleep, your rest. Then you had your character screens where you below kind of your view screen, you have your characters and you can have anywhere between one and three characters at once. You have the guy you chose, Conrad, Axel, Michael, Karen, and then you can have up to two more characters. To the right of your view screen, you had a compass, you had your map, which is super helpful. You have a lantern, which you keep having to refuel. It's just basically take uh, some fuel from your inventory and press it on your lantern. All of a sudden, hey, your screen's brighter. And then you had how much money you have below that. Uh, below your characters, you just have a bunch of items shown and arrows on both sides. That is your inventory. You can hold, oh gosh, I can't remember, 30 or 40 items. It would display one, two, three, four, five, about 10 of them at once. Um, I, got a, I got a screen here to help jog my memory. Um, so that's kind of your initial, what you're looking at in your gameplay. I'll tell you, what when I played, we used the mouse because uh, you have to use the mouse. And then we used a nine key. That's how we got around. Instead of going over to the arrows and clicking go up, turn left, go straight, turn right, go straight, we could use the nine key. And of course, my laptop doesn't have a nine key, but I think going off memory, eight was go forward, seven and nine was turn left or turn right, uh, five was step back, and then that would make four and six, like slide to the left or slide to the right. Um, okay, so that's a little more on the gameplay. Let me get back into my notes here. Okay, good. So, again, uh, first person dungeon crawler, and mm, there is not a whole lot of customization with this game, which kind of bummed me out. You got to pick your first character, which is cool, but after that, you're kind of put on rails. Uh, you're dumped into different areas where you can go explore that area, but there's only a finite amount of space in each area. And once you've explored every nook and cranny, yeah, maybe a secret here, a secret lever there, a couple extra coins here, extra treasure there. Uh, there's not much else to do. So you go on to the next level, the next area. Then you progress through the game and you get four additional characters. Uh, they come and go kind of like Final Fantasy uh, four. First guy you gets Timothy, then Laura, then Bacata, which Bacata is probably my favorite character. Um, some big looking kind of, oh gosh, how can I explain it? He has four arms, uh, so you can put two weapons, uh, and one on each arm on the right side, then two shields on the left side. Good at magic. 
real good character. He's one of the ones you have for the entirety of the game. Another character you have for the entirety of the game is Paulson. And I'll tell you, you get the first character, Timothy. Then you get a girl named Laura. They cycle out of your party pretty quickly. You use them for like one or two missions, and they're gone. Then you get Bacata. You get Paulson. <clears throat> excuse me, about halfway through the game, maybe even a little less than halfway. And then you have them, those two, for like the majority of the game. There's no additional characters. There's no more plot development with the characters from then on. It is just dungeon crawl through different areas. The game does a really good job of uh, having different places to dungeon crawl. It's not all just dungeons. You know, there's there's forests, there's swamps, there's castles, there's towers, there's mines, and each of these kind of have their own little quirk to them. The swamps, you got to cast freeze in certain areas to freeze the the poisonous uh, puddles, I guess they are. The mines, you actually jump into mine cars and they ship you to a different part of the level. Uh, the towers have these crazy ghosts where you have to have this cube, I think it's called the Cube of Zoe, uh, to to defeat, or these special swords. Fun fact, I once broke the game because where I was supposed to get this cube, the cube didn't appear, and I had to use this sword to get through it, but then there's a certain point where you have to have the cube to vanquish or destroy this um, fence to go to the progress to the next part of the game. And since I didn't have the cube, I couldn't progress to the next part of the game. And let me tell you, I went ahead and shelved this game for a few years after that. I was so mad. Um, okay, so back to let's see here. Um, yeah, so there's not a whole room for customization. You know, you can customize what weapons your character has, um, what armor, what amulets, there's rings you can put on. So that's kind of cool. Different swords you can you know, put on, but you're assigned a fixed, fixed characters. So that's it. That's kind of the bummer um, of that part of the game. Uh, Magic. uh, You get, like I said, those six or seven spells. Each of those six or seven have between one and four levels. Generally, when you find a new piece of magic, you start out at level one with it or level two with it. And as you gain magic and the cool, cool thing about this game is like the more you use magic, the better your magic's going to get. The, mo- the higher your level's going to be in magic. The more you fight, the better your fighter is going to be. You know, fighting ability is going to be. Uh, the rogue attribute, you have to, like, pick locks. And I think long-distance fighting, like if you have a bow and arrow, improves your rogue also. And I think rogue is also dexterity, so being able to, you know, evade attacks. That one was kind of a weird way to get it, but I guess they had to figure out something. But I do like that part of the game where, like, the more you do something, the more that particular level will increase. I believe Skyrim did that. Uh, I I wish more games would do that, even like Final Fantasy games. Like, okay, hey, I want this guy just to be a fighter. So I'm just going to fight with him nonstop, and he'll get really good at fighting. Or I want this character to just use magic. So I'm going to only use magic with this character, and they'll get really good at using magic. Final Fantasy's have maybe kind of done that, maybe with the job system a little bit in Final Fantasy V, and I haven't really played many of the latter Final Fantasies. There's probably one or two out there that kind of take steal from that leveling system possibly uh please let me know uh, final fantasy 11 through 14 i have not played very much of at all uh just one through 10 and then 15 which i don't think you can do that at all in a 15 15 was kind of a weird game anyways um uh, but that's a whole other podcast uh okay um okay 
one, I guess it was kind of cool for the time. I guess a lot of games have done this in the, you know, since then, but I like going into like a weapon store and whatever you see on the screen, you can click on with the mouse and boom, the guy will give you a price for it. You can buy it. And if you buy it, it's now removed from the weapon store. Just something that didn't really exist back then. And now, yeah, sure, it might be present in other games, but I thought that was really cool. Like you changed the environment. You selected something. He said, sure, that's for sale. 100 gold coin. Do you want it? Yes, I'll take it. And then boom, you got it. It's gone. I always thought that was kind of cool. Um, this game, gosh, the map is the best part about this game. Having that ability just to select map, see where you've been, see where you need to go, see what you haven't explored yet. That is just clutch. I have played a lot of dungeon crawlers, Shining in the Shining in the Darkness, right? Shining in the Darkness, the first, the, the prequel to Shining Force. That game has no map, and that game, oh god. That, that's just tough to play. I remember back when I was a kid first playing it, man, I had that thing memorized. And that's not a good way to spend your brain, memorizing Shining in the Darkness maps. Uh, I've played that since then, and I have like you know online help to help me out now because there's no way I'm going to dedicate a part of my brain to learning those maps again. Uh, but this game, you have a map, and I don't know why games wouldn't all games wouldn't give this to you. Uh, so... That's a pretty cool thing the game does. Um, like I said, I've always used Conrad whenever I've played deep into this game or beaten this game. Uh, the other characters are fine, but he was just always the one I had the most fun with. Um, there were some weird parts about this game. I remember growing up, we had the box. And in the back of the box, uh, there was a scene, like it was in the early in the beginning of the game, where the king like sends you out on this mission. But if you look closely at like the inventory, the, your, your inventory at the bottom or the characters there are like different characters involved and there's a lot of inventory where you weren't supposed to have that at this point in the game and it was just a mystery to me and my friends for just decades literally and i finally looked it up it was wasn't that long ago four or five years ago to find out that when these pictures were taken it was in some like editor's menu mode where they were able to basically do whatever they want so they like set up this picture to show how cool it was and the king sending you on this quest and all these characters below and all these just cool weapons showing but man what a what a way to like false advertise part of the game because for literally decades i always wondered like oh is this like a new game plus thing like should we need to beat the game and just not touch it and maybe it'll come back and we'll have like all of our stuff you know, ending inventory and the ability to choose new characters. I don't know. I don't know. Um, this game did get a re-release onto CD-ROM, and it was the same game, but they brought in voices. So you could hear the characters talk. And one crazy thing about that was they got Patrick Stewart to be the voice of the king. Virgin Interactive Entertainment presents the Westwood Studios production of Lands of Lore. The Throne of Chaos. Now, he only had probably, gosh, 10 lines at best, maybe, uh, before he, you know, gets poisoned by Scotia and entombed, or not entombed, but uh, frozen, so until you get the elixir. But how do they get that guy to do it? I mean, Captain Picard, here he is talking to me on my computer or my friend's computer because they had a CD-ROM. Uh, I didn't actually buy this game until many years later. 
And it didn't, it kind of worked on my like new computer. And then finally I discovered good old games and it was the first game I literally bought for it and played through it with Conrad and loved it and, and threw away part two and part three because those aren't needed. Uh, but overall, really solid game. Um, if you like dungeon crawlers, I would definitely take a look again. It's so cheap on good old games. It's like $4 and you get both part one and part two. And then if you want to spend the extra two or three, you get two or three dollars, you can get part three. So check it out. Uh, good old games also has eye of the beholder. It's made by Westwood. It's the same genre as lands of lore. I picked it up and it is a pretty good merging or between Dungeons and Dragons and Lands of Lore. It's like if those two had a baby, that's the game that came out. Uh, I'm playing part one. Part one's a little rough. I'll probably look into part two or part three, see if they refined any of the mistakes I'm already kind of seeing with this game. I probably won't do a whole show on it. I only want to do shows on games that I've played through and completed. Blaine and I should be back together anyways if we're not already. I'm kind of pre-recording this one. I'm on winter break right now. So and he said, hey, your other show sounded great. Make a few more of them in case we need them or I'll tack them on to the end of a show if we ever need more time. So that's what I'm doing here. So who knows when this will come out. It's almost uh, New Year's uh, 2020. Watch this show comes out in like, you know, 2024 or something like that. And it's like, wow, it was four years ago. No, we're like three days away from 2020, start of a brand new decade. It's going to be great. Um, okay, well, hey, if you want to get in touch with me, let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if you like this. Let me know if the, if I made the game sound interesting. I'm really practicing my descriptive abilities, descriptive skills. Um, I'm not sure how good I am or not. But uh, my email is goodbuddyjames at gmail.com. You can also send us a message through Facebook. We have a Facebook page for the Is It Worth It app. Or is it worth it podcast? Excuse me, not an app yet. Yet. We're working on that. No. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll post some more stuff on there. I've been kind of lazy the last few months. I don't know. Having two kids, let me tell you. It uh, takes a lot out of you. Plus working full time and taking care of a wife and everything. Woo! And trying to play video games and managing other things. Trying to be healthy and whatnot. Well, here we are now. It's 19 minutes and I wrote this thing to be 10 minutes long. So I've near doubled my time. So I better shut up. Hey, Keep it retro. See you later.